This is the Coach Brew Show. This is also the world's shortest podcast intro. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Coach Brew Podcast. Uh, the time of this recording, it is Memorial Day weekend 2021. I am sitting in my Lazy Boy recliner down in my man cave, sipping coffee, and um, I want to share with you a story that I haven't really ever publicly talked about, uh, but it's very timely because, well, it's Memorial Day weekend, and um, before I jump into that, I just want to remind you that my clothing brand, Chin Up Chest Out, is having a Memorial Day weekend sale. And we just launched a new hat called the Patriot. And uh, it might be the most American-looking thing you've ever seen. You can go over to chinupchestout.store/special to check that out. Um, so the story that I haven't really talked about publicly before is about my dad. And I was debating, do I save this for Father's Day or... Do I do a Memorial Day weekend episode? So, um, as you can figure out by listening to this, I'm not saving it for Father's Day. So, anyway, uh, my dad is a lieutenant colonel in the United States Air Force, Thomas F. Brubaker. He was a, specifically, he was a fighter pilot in World War II with the 366th Fighter Group. And on October 6th, 1944, uh, he was in a dog fight, and not like actual dogs. That's what you call um, planes trying to shoot each other out of the sky. Um, and after shooting down two Nazi airplanes in his P-51 Mustang, he got shot down. So under enemy fire, he was forced to parachute out of his plane. Um, and to make himself a tougher target, you know, and this is what you do when you're uh, in combat, you open your chute at the last possible second because you're traveling through the sky faster and in theory would be harder to hit and shoot. So that's what he did. And after hitting the ground, uh, he pulled his chute at the last second. After hitting the ground, uh, he buried the parachute so it wouldn't be found by the Nazis. Uh, and he hid and slept in haystacks by day and at night ran towards the border of France, which is the nearest border to where he was shot down. And uh, as I share this story with you, I hope you kind of see, I'm using it sort of as an example, but in a way, we're all in this story uh, to uh, varying extents based on, you know, the experiences that we have. So anyway, um, he was initially classified as missing in action, then was thought to have been killed in action because his plane was shot down. Um, so he's sleeping in these haystacks, and at night was running to the border, uh, trying to get to the border because he was in Germany. He was about 80 miles away, and he had to travel in complete darkness. That took close to six months just to get even close to the border. Ultimately, he was caught and put in a prisoner of war camp until the war ended. Uh, Which, I assure you, was not a pleasant experience for any prisoner of war. Um, 
who was American. The POWs had to drink contaminated water and eat snow. And their diet consisted mainly of frozen potatoes and horse head soup. Yes, you heard that correctly. Um, they kind of used the uh, the bones of the ho- dead horses' skulls as uh, to kind of boil them down or whatever and make broth. Um, so as you can imagine, the average POW lost about a third of his body weight after being captured. There were torturous conditions. Uh, pretty much everybody was malnourished, and many didn't survive. Furthermore, the Germans didn't provide them with any additional clothing, but beyond whatever you arrived with there when you're caught, you know, the clothes on your back. And 1944 was one of the harshest winters Germany had in a century. Uh, There was no infirmary for treatment. If you got dysentery or you had, you know, diarrhea long-term, they simply resorted to eating charcoal to try and make it stop. But Charcoal doesn't help with lice, pneumonia, diphtheria, trench foot, trench mouth, or any other disease they got. Uh, furthermore, uh, when they were transferred, and the reason I share this and know all this is these are stories my father would tell me when I was younger and asked him about his experience uh, serving in the Air Force, his career military. And yeah, he just kind of shared all this with me, uh, along with some life lessons and leadership lessons. But um, this is one of the most amazing things. When they, from time to time, they were transferred from one Stalag—that's what these POW camps are called—to another, and they had to hoof it. They literally had to hike fifteen, twenty miles a day to get to the next POW camp that was built, uh, and that was in temperatures as low as negative ten degrees. And often they had to sleep out in the open in the rain and the snow. If they're lucky, occasionally they got to sleep in a barn. And if you're tired and slowing the group down, you got bayoneted, kicked, and punched uh, to keep to keep you moving with the pace of uh, the group when you're tired. And, and I share all of this because despite it all, there's this universal theme among the POWs. And it didn't matter if you're with, you know, the United States Army and Air Force or the RAF um, or any other country. There's a universal theme amongst POWs. The stronger always helped the weaker. And we seem to have lost sight of that in this country. And, you know, for example, like if you were lucky enough to have a coat or a blanket, you shared it with others. And it was the same with the POWs when it came to their food. And this is probably my favorite story my dad told me uh, and kind of the lesson behind it. You know, keeping with that theme of the stronger help the weaker, you know, to take heat, the heat off of other POWs, my dad would deliberately get in trouble uh, with the commandant of the POW camp. and He is one of the higher ranking. My father is one of the higher ranking officers there. Uh, so he would end up having to go you know, visit with the commandant whenever he was uh, sent to the commandant's office and one of the Nazi guards walked in. He would berate, my dad would berate and insult the commandant saying like, hey, what the hell kind of half-assed operation are you running here? that you don't have your soldiers trained well enough to salute an officer 
and the United States Air Force when they walk in the room. And as you can imagine, that consistently got him thrown into solitary confinement for a couple weeks of starvation and complete darkness. Now, here's the, here's the thing. That's the sort of thing that's either going to make you or break you, you know? And his message to the commandant was, no matter what you do, you can't break me. So think about not just that, but like, what did that do, not just for him, but for the other POWs? That was absolutely an instant boost of morale. It helped steal their resolve and set a tone of resilience in the camp. So what's my point with this, this long story um, about his experience as a POW? He wasn't just a POW. He was a leader. And my point is, you're a leader too. And your team, company, family, whichever the case may be, maybe all of the above, they're all watching the example you set. Are you setting an example of resilience and attitude that strengthens the people around you? That's my question for you today. Now, I'm sure my dad dealt with a significant amount of PTSD. I mean, after all that, how could you not, right? You know, probably every POW. It was a traumatic experience. Uh, soldiers who weren't captured, I'm sure, have all sorts of PTSD as well. It wasn't, that wasn't even a term back then. That's a very recent diagnosis, you know. Um, but he kept, you know, whatever trauma he had and post-traumatic stress, he kept it so internalized our family really never saw any visible signs of that. And he, uh, I share this with you on Memorial Day weekend, not because he was killed in action or anything like that. My dad survived World War II. He also survived Korea and the Vietnam War as well. But other soldiers weren't so fortunate. So if you're listening to this on Memorial Day weekend, or even after for that matter, Let's all try and remember the over 1.3 million U.S. soldiers who gave their lives defending our freedom. You know, we live in a very comfortable time. You know, things are so good and so convenient and so easy for us that we're really kind of inventing things to argue about and to be offended by. And, you know, it's, you know, his story for me as a kid growing up was always like, Boom, instant perspective. Whatever I was dealing with, my problems are small. Whatever I'm dealing with today, I try and think about, you know, uh, the adversity he overcame as a reminder that, wow, my problems are small. Personal or professional, it doesn't matter. Like, I'm real fortunate. We're all real fortunate that we're living in this time that we are living in compared to years or generations past, you know. Um, so with that in mind, for this weekend, uh, my clothing brand has released a new edition Stars and Stripes hat called the Patriot. And a percentage of all sales are going to benefit veterans with PTSD through an organization called the Given Hour Foundation. And they are a national network of professional volunteers who deliver mental health care to veterans, service members, and their families. It's a limited time sale for Memorial Day weekend. We'll be doing this pretty frequently. Um, 
you know, around the holidays, just to support these organizations that do great work. And you can head on over to chinupchestout.store slash special. If you can't remember all that, just go to chinupchestout.com, hit the drop down on shop and click on the special page and that'll take you to it. But uh, we're donating a percentage of sales to help veterans with PTSD uh, on this holiday. And I just want to share all this with you kind of as hopefully uh, instant perspective for you too. Um, You know, when you're dealing with something you feel is uh, a challenge, when you're dealing with, um, you know, a piece of adversity or something you feel is, quote, terrible or, you know, we tend to catastrophize, is that a word, catastrophize, um, things that really aren't catastrophic, uh, just try and remember there are people uh, who serve our country, who have dealt with far, far greater, and not just dealt with it, but overcome. You know, they didn't just survive, they thrived. And you can do the same thing. So um, keep your chin up, chest out, keep moving forward, and... Uh, Head on over to chinupchestout.com. Check out some of the apparel, the new merch we have. And again, just want to remind you, uh, freedom isn't free. And Memorial Day weekend isn't about a three-day weekend. It isn't about barbecues. It's really about remembering um, the the over 1.3 million U.S. soldiers who gave all. Uh, to make sure we maintain our freedom. Uh, Thanks again. Appreciate you all. Appreciate you listening. If you want to leave a comment, you have any questions about everything I just shared, or uh, you want to rate and review the pod, um, have at it on whatever platform you're listening to this on. And uh, thanks again. Appreciate you all. See you in the next episode of the Coach Brew Podcast. Thanks for listening to The Coach Brew Show. If you're not currently subscribed to the podcast, sign up now on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. And for more information to turn your potential into performance, head on over to coachbrew.com now.